Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to the No Snob Wine Podcast. Today we figure out if the shape of your wine glass makes your wine taste better. Later, Chuck features a red from Spain and I tried a red blend from Portugal. So let me ask the sommelier, does the shape of your wine glass matter? I think it does, but not for the reasons people think. And I think we should get that to the end, but we should talk about wine glasses. What kind do you normally have in your cupboard and use more so like on a day-to-day, week-to-week kind of thing? Sure. That's a good question because there's there's kind of four main shapes of wine glasses. Now, this is obviously a podcast. I'll do my best to describe them. But uh, the one probably everybody's most familiar with is uh, the tulip. So you'll have sort of a bulbous or rounded bottom and it tapers to a finer uh, point at the top. So um, a smaller rim with a larger bottom. Pretty much the glass that you're going to see on your restaurant table. Exactly. 99% of the time. Absolutely. And a lot of water glasses at restaurants look like that too. So they'll look very familiar. Then you have a goblet glass. And really, it's almost the same shape, but it has a a wider mouth. It still slightly tapers up to a smaller point, but it's it's a lot wider. And that's going to be important when we, we figure out what's going on. The next is a balloon. And that's just a big round glass with a big round opening it really doesn't mm-hmm. sort of taper it's just it, kind of like a fishbowl exactly on right. a stem yeah <laughs> and then a flute which is not really for table wine it's for sparkling wine those tall skinny sparkling. Yeah. yeah um which i'm not a fan of but if you caught the champagne episode you'd know that yeah you would know that i don't like them either i like my sparklings in a, just a white glass yeah yeah, white it, tulip glass. That's a good. That's a good call. White glass. The sh- the champagne tasting glass actually looks more like a tulip glass than a flute. You know, they they don't use those in France. That's what I learned when go. I was in France. That was worth the the whole trip to France. So, <laughs> how many wine glasses? Like, let's forget the shape for a second. How many wine glasses do you think you own? Of all the different types included, maybe eight to ten. But eight to ten wine glasses. You really don't have many friends, do you? 
<laughs> not a lot of friends and i also don't like it when they come over to my house <laughs> i'm just kidding friends no yeah you don't need a ton, you don't need a ton of wine glasses to be to be honest i probably have about two do- a dozen to, no i probably have about two dozen wine glasses uh but that's from trying a lot of different shapes of glasses like i i, I tried to figure this out i know we were just talking about how you were trying to figure this out but i don't have a lot of the same shape of glasses so <laughs> oh you like the variety i've got a lot yeah yeah i couldn't set a table for eight with the same exact same glass i don't think i have eight of the same glass because you break a lot no i just have style. four six you know just oh i like these okay. yeah um so now if we think about of your 10 glasses how many different shapes do you do you think you own two you know okay what are your two i have a one that's more suited to reds and then one that's more suited to whites. So, like, And tell me what that means to you. So the reds would be a little... The reds... My red glass is actually the Cabernet Merlot stemless from Riddell. Uh, so how would you describe that? It's pretty much a tulip glass with no stem. Yeah, and they're a bit taller, right? right? A little taller, yeah. Yeah. I'm and then the white glasses... I actually do have a stem. I don't know if that makes them classy or not, but I like my whites in the stem so I don't warm up the wine as I hold the glass. Yeah. Also, not a fan of fingerprints on the glass. Can't stand that. So the stems, I get to avoid that as well. But that's my white glasses. Uh, yeah, stem and a little thinner point at the top. I think it comes to... A- yeah, I think I probably have maybe only like of all those glasses, like four shapes as well. Okay. and. Yeah. I tend to go towards the more tulip-shaped glasses every day. And I don't see a huge difference in um, the shapes of my glasses. For like red and white, you don't care as much? Or not terribly. They're just so similar that it, it barely matters. Yeah, not not terribly. You you mentioned Riddell, and I think we've mentioned Riddell on this podcast a handful of times. We both like Riddell. Uh, they're from Austria. They're a uh, crystal or glassware manufacturer. And their claim to fame is they basically have a glass for almost every bridal. Yeah. Yeah. And you can even buy a pack of their glasses yeah. that's a mixed pack of glasses so you got like this your riesling glasses your chardonnay glass yeah uh, uh I, mm, not for not me. necessary yeah right? not for not, me. not necessary no um i i haven't found that big of a difference uh but i there are some differences and you've already you've actually keyed on you you've keyed on right away the main difference and we'll get to that in a second stems uh you again you you said the the main reason why i want a stem is for white wine because the heat of your hand so even with the red glasses like you don't want to you don't want to overwarm your reds no you don't the red should be below room temperature yeah when you drink them yeah for sure just slightly not cold cold but yeah cool ish right now our the listeners of this podcast know where we stand on our big stem debate um but uh if we're talking about pure like glass shape science yeah stems are good for whites i i would agree otherwise i'm i'm everybody knows i'm a a stemless guy for day to day not not if i'm not for a nice dinner nice dinner the stems come out that that's the right call yeah nice dinner table stems so let's okay so this is the Nose Knob Wine Podcast. We're going to pretend there's only two shapes of wine glasses. Uh, we don't need all that extra noise. Does it matter? 
And is it matter for red or white? And I think that is the actually the the answer nine out of ten times. Now we can get into you know we can debate all the uh, the shapes and the kinds of wines, but what you said I really agree with. White a smaller opening and red a slightly wider opening. Yeah, and I think that to me the reason that matters and the only reason to me the shape of the glass matters is how wide the opening is with the whites you have a lot of interesting delicate smells and aromas and flavors so when that lip or the 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 opening of the glass is a little more narrow i i think it's driving all the flavor into your nose like you're you're really getting it if it's mineral or tropical fruit or whatever and then if you have a slightly wider opening to your glass, like you use for your reds, you know, big, bold, berry flavors, licorice, tobacco, like, yeah, you don't need to concentrate that into your, into your nose. And how do the glasses affect your swirl game? Uh, for me, they don't, <laughs> they don't really, uh, I can make a mess with any shape glass. <laughs> I find that the, the whites, you don't even need to swirl as much. Like I, I'm a swirl guy. I like to swirl my reds around. And those glasses, it's it just easier to swirl in red glasses. Whites, since they are thinner and everything, you don't get a, as big of a swirl. But I find you don't need that in whites typically anyways. So it's just a, a little difference I noticed. That's an interesting observation because I, I kind of agree with you. Even if a white wine has the same amount of alcohol as a red wine, I just find because of the the sense that I'm I'm going for, the, the alcohol is just not as intrusive, right? Because we swirl wine to help get some of the alcohol out of the glass and open up the um, flavor compounds. Yeah. But yeah. And, and you... Before a big, uh, before you take a nice whiff of the wine, I you always swirl it just to release those yeah. aromas in the red, and you take a big sniff, and then I take a sip. That's that's usually how I do it. In the whites, I, you know, I don't find I have to do that. Just a little smell and sip. Yeah, it's interesting. I've I've never really thought about it, but I I definitely am less aggressive swirling my whites than I am my my red. Yeah. Um, huh. There you go. I haven't <laughs> thought about that. Let's talk about some glass etiquette for a little bit. So so I think we can agree that, you know, the shape of the glass isn't that consequential as it is the size of the opening of the glass. We seem to be agreeing on this because it, it sounds like this is what we practice this at our own homes. What When you're cleaning a wine glass that can't go in the dishwasher, okay, it's got a stem. <laughs> okay. You have any tips, tricks? Like, what? Do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, pour a little bit of water in it and then leave it to clean the next day when you're alcohol-free in your system because that's the best way to break your glasses is to clean them that night <laughs> and you will break them. And my recommendation, definitely, if it's stemless, right in, just put it in the dishwasher. Give it a rinse in the right. dishwasher. It won't break in there. But the place where your wine glasses break is when you wash them in the sink, probably that night. <laughs> I like that. Chuck's pro tip, dry out before you wash your glasses. <laughs> that's right. You'll, they'll keep them longer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, if I had a nickel for every broken wine glass, uh, I'd have a couple of bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough to buy a new wine glass. Uh, oh, your set's all messed up if you break just one. Oh, I know. You know, I think that's probably why I have so many, actually. Yeah. You know, I kind of screw it up. Um, and I know people like crystal. I have I have a mix of crystal and I have a mix of glass. I, I don't really. The glass is just heavier. 
It just depends what you like. Yeah, and the the lip on the glass is a little thicker, and yeah. the lip on the crystal is always thinner and more delicate. Much thinner. Which yeah. is a, a nice touch if you want to spend the extra cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my tip to my only tip to uh, cleaning a wine glass, if especially if you have a stem, if you do this, you need to stop. Is let's say you put the sponge in the glass, do not twist the glass, and you you move the sponge around the glass. You can snap a stem off doing that, and it's oh really? Yeah, yeah. Never never twist the glass. Twist the. <laughs> do you soap when you clean your wine glass? I do. Yeah, I don't care. I, I do, but I try not to put. Like I'll never put my good quote unquote good glasses in the dishwasher because I, I just find uh, maybe it's the detergent, but it leaves a scent and I, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Right. Makes sense. Do you put, do you put everything in the dishwasher or just your everyday stemless? I put everything in the dishwasher that fits everything. Yeah, everything. Okay. I hate washing dishes. <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, don't, please don't twist your stems. And when you're drying it, you know, like you shove your, your drying cloth into the, the glass and don't twist again. Like you're just asking for um, troubles. Uh, here's another pro tip, a little bit of glass etiquette. So if you're having uh, guests and you're having dinner and you served a white and then you decide, okay, we're going to switch to a red, same glass or new glass? New glass. At least rinse it out. Yes. 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 Yeah. You're going to make a little quasi rosé. Correct answer is new glass or clean your glass. Yeah. In a restaurant, they would never, <laughs> ever reuse a glass like that. I don't think it's it's like a major faux pas. Like, let's be clear. That's it's just that's that's very traditional. Uh, if you don't have like you, if you don't have 20 glasses on standby, yeah, just give her a rinse, quick rinse, cold, plain water and uh, reuse the glass. That's fine. Yeah. Ideally. I mean, if you're, if you're just like a Tuesday night wine and you finish, you just finish the white bottle and you want another glass of red, like I'm not going out of my way to do anything too crazy. Right. Yeah. White to red, not as big of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Red to white is a little more challenging. <laughs> yeah. That's when you make the rosé. <laughs> what What do you, what do you, what would you spend on a, on a nice wine glass? One? Yeah, well, you don't really buy them in one. I guess you can. Sure, one. If I was going to buy like my one nice ideal glass for red or white, I'd go up to like 20 bucks, but that's that's probably enough for one glass. For As one. like a max, this is like my ideal ah, wine glass. Okay, so this isn't your everyday wine glass. No, no. I thought you were meaning like, hey, what, what would you max out on one Right. Real nice wine glass, right. twenty bucks. Yeah, I think that's about right. If you're gonna, you can get a nice crystal wine glass. That you're gonna be really proud of and take really good care of. Yeah, that's right. Twenty bucks a glass. That's about right. I have in my stemless. <laughs> don't don't tell anybody. Some of mine are from like the dollar store, and they're glass, and they're like two bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I like them because they're glass is they get chucked in the dishwasher. Sure, they get knocked by the dog. They like, <laughs> yeah. I you know what? I can't justify. So it, let's take Riddell for a second, which is my my other stemless glasses, which are sort of my if I'm having company stemless glasses. You're looking about two glasses for about twenty bucks ish 20 25 bucks so about yep. let's call it 12 bucks a glass yep i can't be breaking 12 dollar wine glasses on the regular no 
it's unsustainable. It's it's a, it's a budget line item. We just can't afford her. <laughs> not at not at no snob wine. I mean, that's rich people talk. Yeah, and the wine tastes the same. Like let's let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's glass or crystal, is the I the shape is what matters. The 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 materials don't. It's just whatever you like. Yeah. I mean, my understanding is you don't put crystal glassware in the dishwasher because I think the detergent is pretty harsh. Uh, that being said, I think I done it, do it. <laughs> don't, don't tell I anybody. I put mine in there. Okay. Well, let's uh, not tell anybody that it's a secret between you and me. Gotcha. <laughs> that I'm lazy and put everything in the dishwasher. Everyone knows. Are, you, are your drinking glasses, like your water glasses, are they the same stemless wine glass or do you have something different? Yeah, they're different. Uh, my wine glasses are just wine. And then I have just regular like table water glasses. That helps. You know, do you, do you use wine glasses, water as well? You class up your water like that? I, I have both. Uh, and I found sometimes my guests find it confusing on the table when there's two or more wine glasses. Oh, okay. Like they're not confused, confused. Like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you have two similar looking wine glasses, that's actually an interesting point because isn't it? It's always weird. I, maybe I, I've never worked in a restaurant, um, but I, you know, we sit down and usually there's a water glass. It looks very much like a wine glass. And then you order wine. They take the water glass away and bring another wine glass. And I'm just always like, what, how much stemware are you going through in a service? Like, yeah, I don't know what that's about, actually. I don't, I don't know. They take the glass. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not that fussy. If, if I have guests over, um, when they arrive, I usually will serve wine with, you know, whatever snacky food we're having. And uh, if they want to carry that glass with them into the into the dining room, that's fine. If, if they don't, that's fine. I have got glasses there. So that is something I do do um, with guests is I will have a wine glass at their seat at the table and one mm-hmm. that I hand them uh, with their first drink. And the reason I do that is then they don't feel like they have to keep track of their glass or if they put it down or it's empty, then it just goes away. But when you get to the dining room, there's, there's a, there's a fresh glass waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you get invited to a Psalms house for dinner, <laughs> separate glasses. This is the glass for this room. This is glass for that room. <laughs> don't feel you have to uh, hold on to this glass. If you don't want to, I got fresh glass in the cupboard. If those are not acceptable to you. <laughs> Very yet, nice. Yet I only give everybody one fork. So we don't have that many manners. <laughs> um, and then sort of in the same vein of glassware, uh, and this came up in our last, one of our recent podcasts about decanting wine. I can't I think it was episode eight, maybe. Don't quote me. Uh, mm-hmm. That you, I have a, I have a Riddell uh, crystal decanter. Uh, and you're using a, a science beaker, which is brilliant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So you don't need, there's, you do not need fancy glassware to decant your wine. I just want to reiterate that. No, use a glass pitcher if you want. Yeah. Awesome. So I think we uh, agreed that for stemware, the shape really doesn't matter uh, in our uh, humble opinions, but the size of the opening of the glass does. So if you've got a glass with a slightly smaller opening, uh, tulip shaped for your whites and a little bit wider, maybe a little bit taller for your reds, uh, I think you're going to get the most out of your wine experience. Great. So Chuck, uh, you've got a red from Spain. So we've we've moved away from Italy this week. Tell us uh, tell us about it. Yeah, not too far, right next door to Spain. So I'm still at home. It is a Montecilio Rioja Reserva from 2013. The price is 18.95. This is your 
Spanish benchmark, middle of the road red wine here. It's old world, medium everything, medium body, tannins, the oak level, the fruit, the long finish, very middle of the road, very Spanish, very old world. If you're looking to experience that, and I think you should since it gives you like a real benchmark for the category and the country, try this one out. It's Montecilio Rioja Reserva 2013 for $18.95, four out of five stars. So Sean, earlier you told me to get this bottle of wine because you said you enjoyed it. I did go out and pick it up. I haven't tried it yet. Tell everyone what it is. Yeah, I I did. I I emailed Chuck right after I opened it. It was like you've you've got to get a bottle of this. In my review, I said it was extremely versatile. I poured this, uh, tasted it, had it for dinner, and was just so pleasantly surprised. It's kind of old world. It's kind of new world. It could go with so many foods. It was absolutely delicious. It was so easy to drink. It's from Portugal which is not somewhere I spend a lot of time. I don't think you do either. Uh, No. And um, the grapes, it's really interesting, right? Because we in North America and around the world, like we drink a lot of Cab, we drink a lot of Merlot, Sangiovese is very popular, Shiraz, et cetera, et cetera. Classic big names. Exactly. This is the stuff they're growing everywhere. This is a total departure from that. These are two uh, very, very popular grapes in Portugal. Uh, so this bottle is 80% um, Castileo and 20% Turiga Nacional. Those are two grapes that are um, known to Portugal. And it was delicious. I can't wait for you to try it. Uh, we've had it with uh, a few different foods. It worked every time. It's fresh. It's lively. It's medium bodied. It's delicious. Water Dog Red Blend, $12.80, four out of five stars. Welcome to the... Oops. (laughs) (laughs) We figure out if the shape of your wine glass makes a difference in your enjoyment of wine. That's so stupid. Yeah. uh, Makes your wine taste better. Not not large. Not small. No. Not awesome. Right in the middle. Medium. I don't know. I know it's medium body with medium oak and medium tannins. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely (laughs) right. And it's also an old world Spanish (laughs) red. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Dip your servers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is why you need to listen to everyone. It's very middle of the road Spanish. Don't tell anybody they speak Spanish in Portugal. They're going to get your ass handed to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got big compliments on the top pages they printed and brought in the the our top picks page and they're like keep these coming they're, these are all great picks even the whites the reds keep them coming put more on those pages i was, I was, I was waiting for you to give me shit to update my top picks page we hope you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts as it helps other people find us yeah tell your friends about the podcast we know they drink wine too <laughs> for more information on any of the wines we discussed go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links. The Wine Podcast for Everyone is a production of No Snob Media. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.